Oh, what's up? Hey, guys, it's Kate. This is Date Fails. I am in a great mood. I'm sober. Um, I'm wearing <laughs> glasses. I'm sober, Aiden. You're sober. I'm trying to be sober, guys. I'm taking a sober moment, and I'm not going to lie. It's not easy um, living this sober gangsta life, but I think it's good sometimes to take breaks. I, f- I feel like the Rod Stewart situation was exasperated by drinking. Sure, and party. it elevates everything. Yeah, everything feels more like, oh, I'm in love when you're, you know, partying and drinking. So now that I'm taking time for me, I'm taking sober time for me. And I actually feel good and I smell good. You smell great. <laughs> thank, uh, thank you. I like your shirt. Oh, oh yeah. So you guys, first of all, um, this is Date Fails. My friend Aiden Park came back. Listen, I promised to have an other guests because I know I've had Aiden now like over and over again, but you guys oh. love him. Everyone fucking is like, Aiden is the best you've ever had. He's so great. I am. I'm, I'm the best. Oh, uh, she's never had me. Ha ha ha. I'd like to. I wish. Wouldn't we be cute together? We, I think, you know, I think if like you were into like, you know, one of those boy band people. I am into look, boy band people. You know, like those, those Korean K-pop boy band people. Are you kidding? I have the hugest crush on Justin Timberlake. If he was single, he'd be like my dream boat. Although now after what happened with Rod Stewart, I'm never fucking anyone who I'm a fan of ever again. Okay. You have to update them. Well, we're going to update. Okay. Yeah. So, um. So Aiden came back, guys, tonight because it's been a week since the Rod Stewart episode of Date Fails where I told you guys about my last great date fail. And, um, oh, my God, so much has happened. It's only been a week? I think it's only been a week. Really? Since you've been here. Oh, shit. Okay. I don't think it's been more than a week. I'm putting out a podcast every week. I think it's been one week. What? Okay, wow. I know. It's been so much drama. She went down in a week. (laughs) I know. Well, okay. So first I have to give an update to what happened after the last podcast. So for those of you who didn't listen, you need to go listen to Rod Stewart part one. um, Because I talked about how I met this guy who was one of my favorite musicians. And we had this epic love affair that happened very, very, very quickly. And then he suddenly told me like he needed to get his life together and get sober and go to therapy and, um, and, and basically like figure out his life. And then I never really heard from him again. He like ghosted. And then I ended up hearing from him again, which is what we'll talk about. But, um, it made me learn, never sleep with someone you're a fan of. Because now I never want to hear his music again. And like all his songs that I used to think were like so romantic, now I listen to him like, that whiny bitch. That whole genre, Kate, has been ruined for you. Seriously, it really has. Because once you pointed out that all that music is so woe is me, everyone hurt me, my pain, my turn. You hear it now, right? Now I hear yeah, it. Yeah, well, you know. Yes, and now it's also like every time he would say something, I would hear your voice in my head every time <laughs> I talked to him in the last week and he would say anything like, well, I'm going through da-da-da. I'd be like, ugh, life is not a song we're all (laughs) stop being emo put the guitar down i'm yelling okay so i'm trying to remember where we left it do you remember where we left uh you you know you know what the day that we recorded that was the day you were on the plane back yeah from texas right that's right. I was on the plane back from Texas, and he had changed his number, but he had kept the number he gave me as his, quote, work phone, and he had me in his work phone that he would shut off at night so we couldn't speak at night, mm. and, um, and then since then, so much has happened. So basically, after the podcast, I got a couple emails 
from listeners. One is a psychotherapist who messaged me who I actually might start working with. She works with um, narcissists and people with sociopathic uh, personality disorder. It's called, it's actually called antisocial sociopathic disorder. I didn't know that, that being a sociopath is a form of an antisocial disorder. Now listen, I'm by no means like a psychologist, so I'm not going to try to break down what a sociopath is on here. But this person messaged me and basically was like, not knowing who this person is or all the details of the situation. And I didn't give all the details on the podcast because I wanted to protect some of this person's privacy. But she said, it sounds like this person is a sociopath. She's like, I deal specifically with narcissists and sociopaths. And she said, if I am in fact correct, you need to run. Block him on everything and run. Because these people... Will purposely keep damaging you. He will stay in your life. He, and then she sent me a list of things that sociopaths do, and it was crazy because like, what was on him again? Well, a couple of the things were like number one, they research their victims heavily, mm-hmm. and he has, yeah. The first night I came over there, he knew all my material to the point that it was, I mean, I know his work because I've been listening to it for years, but he researched all my stuff before we met to the point where he had written me tags for a whole bunch of jokes. Wow. Were they any good? No. (laughs) (laughs) They were all bad, but he's not a comic, so it's fine. It was the thought that, but at the time I was like, wow, he really likes me enough that he spent time writing me all these jokes. But in hindsight, it's like a little creepy if you think about it, that someone would write all these jokes for you before you even met them. Yeah, you didn't meet him yet. Yeah. Yeah. So that was one thing. Um, Like another thing is they think that they can speak to a higher power. (laughs) That's a sign of a sociopath. The magic room. Well, I didn't talk about that on here, but now I've talked about it on Twitter. Oh, well, then the magic room. <laughs> I know, but he's going to kill me. So this person... It's a naked magic room. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh God. You can edit this, I'm, right? I'm not editing. I don't edit my podcast because it's real. Well, it's a naked magic room. He has a naked magic room. Rod Stewart has a naked magic room where he takes... Uh, he says, okay, you want to... You should, you should tell. I mean, no, this you is your tell story. It. He has a magic... People, he has a magic room... Okay, and he was married to this other chick. Don't I'm say not saying I'm not saying her name. I'm not saying her name. She's some girl. Just a girl. She's a girl. Just a girl. She's not famous or anything. Or a Aiden. Okay. Anyway, so she she has. Okay, so he has a magic room where you're only allowed to go in the magic room if you're naked, and so he would bring girls over. And they have to go in the magic room naked. And then the wife was like, mm, I don't feel comfortable with it. And he didn't understand why. Well, because he said, okay, like in his defense, I'm not defending him, but in his defense, oh, he's a Wiccan. And if you're a Wiccan, apparently, because I, I read a little bit about it, because when I was all entranced in his magic, <laughs> he, he <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny now I'm talking about it. He gave me a book. Yeah. Okay. He gave me a lot of gifts, as you know, and one was a book about 
um, witchcraft and magic and being a Wiccan. And I started reading it. It's actually a little fascinating, you know. I started reading it, and, and apparently a lot of Wiccans do have a room that is dedicated to, like, you know. It's but like is a it sanctuary. always a naked room? Um, it, actually, it's funny you said that because I did notice in the book that it said oftentimes these rituals are performed in the nude, but it's not necessary. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, maybe. But but the thing that stuck out to me in the sociopath thing is there are people that probably do this that don't think they speak directly to, like, you know, the goddess or God. But, like, he definitely thought we could do, like, magic where we would, like, talk right to the person and get answers and make things happen, which, look, I'm not knocking anyone's religion. I'm not making fun of even him being this. This is He can all, be whatever he wants to be. Yeah, he no. can be whatever he wants to be and believe in whatever he wants to believe in. But the thing that bothers me is um, he was all, you know, like, I'm all about love and, and you, I was brought into your life to teach you that you can manifest someone that's good to you. And I think that you brought me to you because you're in a place where you're ready to be elevated to the next level and that's why I'm here and it was all just very much like he used all this to make he told you that you needed to be elevated to the next level is why you manifested him into your life what a (laughs) douchebag yeah so because you need to be elevated Kate well, he said you have trust issues, and I know you've been hurt, and I'm the guy that's been brought into your life. Wow, good fucking job, Rod. <laughs> what a dick. I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> okay, so it gets I mean, worse. You're going to hate him I'm a lot sorry. more. You're going to hate him a lot more. So something that I, another um, factor that was included in this list that we kind of didn't talk about on here because I left this part out is triangulation. Which Aiden? We said, didn't talk about. We didn't talk about it, Kate. No, no, you said it off the air. We didn't talk about it on the air. I didn't talk about the fact there were other girls in the house yeah, on, on on podcast. You didn't? No. We okay. Didn't. Okay. So, um, I didn't think anything of it at the time, but every time he would have me over, well, not every time, but a few of the times, not every time, there would be other girls there, but not girls that he was trying to hook up with and he would always be the most attentive with me and he would make it obvious in front of them that he was into me however I got the feeling that both of these other chicks that would be around were into him and then it turns out that that's another sociopathic tactic it's called triangulation you you need to tell them about the message you got from that other chick okay good yes so um like one night I was there and this other girl was there and he told me, he said, um, this girl, you know, I don't, she kind of has a crush on me. She's just a girl I kind of know. Like he, he's like, I just, I invited her cause people are coming over, but you know, whatever. She seems cool. He acted like he's totally like not into this chick. But once she showed up, I could tell that she had a completely different idea I know because I've been that girl. I've been the girl that a guy has invited somewhere and you think you're his date and then you get there and you realize that he invited you as one option but he's got like a little slew of girls. Just dicks. Who the fuck does that? Oh, the pizza's here. Hold on. Okay, sorry guys. I had to pause to grab pizza. I ordered a pizza. Um, Okay, so, so this chick, when she shows up, it's very clear that she is into him. And, but he's definitely being like more attentive to me. Um, 
But in my head, I, I never really thought anything of it. I was like, oh, no big deal. He's having people over, whatever. And every time I would be there, there would be people over. But he was always like, just isn't Kate amazing? She's so great. She walks into the room and elevates the room. And she's so beautiful. And like he was so sweet about it that I was like, eh, this is no big deal. Um, but then when everything fell apart, and when he like ghosted out on me and stuff and started telling me how he needed to like get help and change his number, um, I went to Texas and I was so depressed, which we talked about in Texas. Cause I'm like blowing up this guy's like work phone, which is like off at night and he won't talk to me and I'm so upset. But he's like, when he does text me during the day, he's like, Kate, I'm in therapy. I'm in outpatient therapy. I'm getting help. I can't deal with you right now. And then I feel like an asshole, right? While I'm in Texas, the girl, one of the girls that had been over one night, the one that I thought was into him, um, I liked her. We kind of hit it off that night. If, so uh, she had followed me on Instagram and she had sent me a message basically after that happened like, hey, sorry if it was weird last night. I felt kind of bad. Like, I don't know what you guys were, but I, I felt like I was intruding at one point. She basically almost, it was like she was asking like, yo, are you guys dating? Cause I thought I was there as a date. And then I wrote her back and said, hey, no, I adored you. I thought you were so sweet. Um, sorry, I, I kind of could tell that maybe you and him had something. Have you? I said, have you guys ever kissed? Have you guys ever hooked up? I straight up asked her. And she said, no, but he wanted to. Um, he's been very flirty with me. He invited me to come see him one other night when he was at work, when he was in the studio. And then, so then I go, really? Because he told me you guys had never really hung out except for the bar where you work at. And she was like, oh, no. She's like, here, I'll show you. She starts sending me texts, screenshots of his messages to her. And I didn't freak at first because he had sent the messages to her before me and him started hanging out. But the messages to her were definitely like, you know, he was like, that party you were at that you posted on Instagram, was that your boyfriend? Like, he was jealous. He was flirting with her. So then I was pissed because I knew he fucking lied to me, right? It just keeps getting worse. Yeah. So then I'm mad about that. Um, and then... I have like, you know, 17 texts in a row from him telling me how I'm the love of his life. Don't stop talking to him. Like I, I like, cause I was mad at him at one point. He's like, don't stop talking to me. You're the love of my life. I've never met anyone like you. Please come see me. I know I screwed up. So this is overlapping like him talking to me, him talking to her. And then I find out she says, and this is the one thing is I think, I think she's trustworthy, but I just don't know in this situation who is trustworthy. Oh, you, you think you're not sure if she's trustworthy. Well, I don't know. But you're willing to, I mean, come on. No, how no, many no. strikes I, has this guy had? No, no, no. I don't think that he, I know he's not trustworthy, yeah. but I'm like, so what happened is just the other day, yeah. she, I don't know if I even told you this yet. Just the other day, she said, there's something I never told you while you were in Texas. Um, I sent, well, she said like, I sent him a screenshot of our conversation and was like, what the fuck? Like you, like you were lying to both of us, whatever. And she said, he was like, meet me at the bar. Let's talk. And she said he came and met her at the bar while I was in Texas and told her like, you know, I think me and you could have something if you just relax. Fuck her. Oh, and she said he was drinking, which he told me he's What a loser. Clean and, oh, but, I hate him so much. But I don't know if it's true or not, but either way, it doesn't even fucking matter. But, 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 he brought her 
over like you okay like so you two were a thing right like I mean he already told you uh, you know I love you and he brought this chick and she had screenshots of him flirting with her that's completely inappropriate of course totally inappropriate I totally agree we know he sucks we know he sucks okay no but if he's doing that then it's not like this would be out of his character it's not like it would be out of his character yeah it's like right and then I'm like, okay, well, 100% what I think happened is I think his ex-girlfriend, he is trying to get her back. He fucked me. And then he had a come to Jesus moment where he's like, oh, shit. You know, they say when a guy comes, they have a come to Jesus moment where they're like, I know, I know what I want in life now. I think he, what he wants is her. So I think that they're going to like couples therapy or that she just moved back in. I have no idea. And that's why his phone shut off at night. And it's a work phone now and all this bullshit. Um, but... What really pissed me off is he called me and I'm so fucking dumb. I'm so dumb because I fell for this so hard and you know it because you talked to me. He called me and I had been tweeting jokes about this, which people saw. Some of them did really well. And and he called me and he basically, we talked for about an hour and he told me like everything that was going on with him And he basically told me, like, I'm in therapy with my ex, um, and this is my best friend of however many years, and she's going through some very serious life shit. Can't say what. No, but he said that she... He said he wasn't into her that way, but can't abandon her. Something along those lines, didn't he? Yeah, he basically said, um, he said, I miss you. I met everything I said about you. I still think there's a future for us. I just asked for some space right now to get my life together. Because I was like, you're an asshole. You're a liar. You're fucking lying to me. I know you're lying. Why would you have me in your work phone? Why would you? Oh, he's like, I can't follow you on social media because what my ex is going through right now is so heavy and if she sees that it'll also hurt her and I'm like no this is bullshit like for sure you're lying for sure but he said something along the line am I I wrong maybe I misinterpreted no he he, said something like I'm not really into her but I can't abandon her right now yes he said um wait talking to the mic for a second hello your sound is off there we go yeah yeah he said um I'm not sleeping with her. It's not sexual. I'm being there for her as a friend right now. I can't abandon her. I would be an asshole because whatever she's going through, but I do miss you. I'm hoping that when it's all over, you'll still be there somehow, that we're not done. I don't want to be done. And and then he started telling me how hot my Instagram photos are and that he's been looking at them and that he, of course, I still think about you that way. And it was amazing. And of course, because I wanted to believe it, I did. I hung up the phone and was like, oh, you know, that all makes sense. I can, maybe I can deal. I can, like, understand. I can work with it, blah, 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 whatever. But then, you know, what happens is over the course of a day or two days, like, for a day or two, I was, I was, like, okay with that. But then I started to think. And then I started to think. And then the little things pop up in your head, like, wait, this doesn't make sense. Or why, even if he is going through this, even if, why is his phone always off at night? Why can't I see him at all? Why can't we get a coffee? Or why can't, like something is not adding up, right? And then um, I talked to the, oh, and then this is what happened. And this is, this is on me kind of a little bit because basically I finally had like a spill over the top moment, a meltdown moment where I was like, listen, um, because I told him at the end of that conversation, I said, I can't be friends with you right now because I have to be like a secret friend because whatever's going on with your ex. And I kept asking, 
I was like, if you just want to be back with your ex and you tell me that, then I can give you distance and we can probably be friends eventually. But I just need to know if you're telling me that you want to be with me, then you need to come my way a little and like see me a little bit and like give me some indication. Right. And he's like, Every time I would bring up his ex, he would completely avoid it and be like, hey, I'm just trying to get sober. I'm just trying to figure out blank, blank, blank. So I was pretty cool till I found out that, till that chick told me they met up for a drink or whatever while I was in Texas. That's when I fucking lost my shit. He's totally using his whatever. Like, and he's lying about, he knows it works. So he's inventing shit. Yes. That's what I think. Which is even worse. Yeah. I think. What a double loser. Yeah. He's, he sucks, man. And then, so that's what happened. So when I found, when she told me that I straight up messaged him, like now I heard this. If you need to fucking, I go, I need to know if this is true. And if it is, we are fucking done. I want nothing to do with you. I was like, if it's not, I go, you have one shot, Rod. You either fucking call me today and we get together face to face and we sort this shit out, whatever it's going to be, or we are fucking done. Like, if you can't give me, he lives a mile from me. I'm like, if you can't give me five minutes to sort this out, you don't deserve to be in my life. I'm an amazing person. Everything you said about me was true. So fuck you. And he was like, I'm literally driving to therapy right now. Oh, fuck all. And then, and then I'm flying to visit my sister who's going through also some traumatic... Everybody in his life is going through trauma and fuck... And he totally avoided the question of, did you meet this chick? What's going on with your ex? So... Good for you for not letting up then. Well, in that moment, I'm like, you know what? Then we are fucking done. Yep. Fuck you. I want nothing to do with you. Do not ask me. He asked me not to write jokes about him, tweet jokes about him because he he says that people will figure out who he is from my jokes. I'm like, first of all, let's not, you're not that big of a deal. So bring it down a notch. And secondly, uh, you have no right to ask me. The only reason he doesn't want me to is because I'm sure he's afraid that his ex will find out that he was fucking other people when she was doing whatever she was doing or when they were, maybe they weren't even broken up. Maybe he never even had like me in his real phone. That could have been like a burner phone he got for like his side hoe. I don't, I have no clue. All I know is the minute I stopped answering him, like the last message was from him to me saying, I don't understand why you're being like this. I've been nothing but upfront with you. And all I asked for was space. And this is how you behave. Do you think how you behave? Yeah. He goes, do you think that's fair? And I never <laughs> answered. What a dick. Never answered. The next time I called his phone, the line is disconnected. Disconnected. Like that motherfucker. And, and here's the best part, by the way. I could be pregnant. I'm not. Well, I don't know yet. Who knows? But what if I was? I can't even get... What do you get mean? You haven't, you haven't, I haven't had my period yet. What hasn't been Are you happened? late? I don't keep track. Hey. I don't keep track. Are you on birth control? No. <gasps> I'm on, Kate! I'm on prayer. Kate! What? It's fine. He didn't, you know... What if you get pregnant? Um, well, that child will be a murderer. Oh, my God. Are you... Like, would you keep the baby? I don't know. I'm not going to have a conversation about aborting a fetus that doesn't exist. And, you know... But the, my point is just you can't fuck a girl and then change your number and disappear... If what if you get that girl pregnant or give her a disease? You need to at least hang around a month... <laughs> So whatever. The point wow. is, um, 
I got good material out of it. I now know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he doesn't care about me, that it was all fake. He's either a sociopath or just a liar or, and I'm actually mildly worried about him, to be completely honest. But why? Well, I can't help it, because I thought he was getting sober, and I'm a nice, kind, caring person. There's nothing you can do for him. No, I know. I'm he's, not, he's just going to go. I'm not saying that I'm yeah. like going to do anything, but yeah. I feel a little bit of concern at the fact that if, if this girl is telling the truth, and he's still doing whatever he was doing, then, you know, that's not good. You're so nice. Well, I mean, I don't want him to die unless I kill him. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's going on with Rod Stewart. But in the meantime, you know, I actually have met some other really nice guys. But so, like, it's funny because I, I should just, like, take a total break from dating. But, you know, I can't help that I happen to meet. Like, I met this guy who's so fucking nice and cute and cool and, like, cares it seems to care. I mean, it's, I, but I'm, of course I'm not falling for him because, you know, he's not um, a sociopath. But maybe in time. Or, or maybe, I don't know. I don't know. It's so hard to trust people, isn't it? That my new thing is this. I'm not fucking any guy for like three to six months from now on. I'm really That's serious. That's a long time. I know. And I'm going to. Are you a person who, I don't, I've never asked you this question. Are you a person who really likes sex? Yes. Really? So much. Okay. Once I break the seal, oh. Even but three to six months, a long time. I'm not going to lie. Even this guy was so mediocre, and I still am thinking about him a little bit. Like if he listens to this, he's going to like his little narcissist boner is going to so hard. Like, but I still am thinking about him when I masturbate, not on purpose. He just pops in, not not in the sex room, the wicked, the wicked magic <laughs> room. But like, I I'm not going to lie. Like the the place the way that we did it was hot and I keep on it does kind of like play in my head and I don't want it to so I've been trying to replace him with someone else and it's like do you have that problem do guys think about guys like you know I masturbate about Michael and he died so you know uh it's uh it's a, it's a, it's a situation. <laughs> I really think that's sweet. You still Is it sweet? Is it? Why can't you masturbate about your lover? That I died? guess. Let's talk about Michael, but hold on just one second. I got to pause this. Hang on. All right. So let's talk about Michael. We haven't um, talked about Michael since you came on to talk about losing him. So for those of you that didn't watch Aiden the first time he was on, he lost his boyfriend to cancer. How many months ago now? End of May. So the what, like... Almost four months. It was the end of May, man. God, it's so crazy. Four months. So, um, I mean, I think you're doing amazing. We talk about it. But you, you have been dating. Can we talk about this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, mm. <laughs> He's been dating, which I think is, is healthy. I don't know. Is it? Okay, like, I'm, okay, like, I'm just not sure. I'm not sure. You're not, I don't know. I think, mm. I think it's good for you to date. I think, like, okay, like, I had a freak out. Because, okay, like, I had to spread Michael's ashes. You know that whole incident. Yeah, I gave you a great joke. I hope you use it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The, 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 um, about where to spread his ashes. That's right. Yeah. Because uh, I actually, we can, we, can, we can tell them. Can we but, tell them? Uh, yeah, I actually, you know, I said, like, hey, I want to keep Michael in my act out of respect. And then Kate goes, you want to keep Michael in your ass? <laughs> I and thought I'm that's like, what he oh, said. I'm like, what, what, what do you want me to like shove, shove a dildo in Michael and shove it up my ass? Like, what no, no. <laughs> no, what happened is you said, I think I want to keep Michael in my act. He liked when he was in my act. And I said, he liked, <laughs> I said he liked when he was in your ass. And you said, 
Well, he liked that too, but that's not what I said. And I go, well, now we know where you should scatter his ashes. <laughs> and I said, you got to use that joke on stage. I will. That's such a good joke. That's a good one. I don't mean to toot my own horn, but I wish yeah, that's that, that a good was one. my, I wish I could use that joke, yeah. to be honest. Um, so you went and scattered his ashes. I though. scattered his ashes. And, um, you know, what's, what's most difficult is I have no direction. I, I don't know what, what, whether I'm doing things right or wrong. Like, you know, it was always me and Michael. Figuring stuff out together. And he made the request to spread his ashes in the Sierra Mountains by a river. Yeah. I ma- we, dro- we drove up there, and I made the decision to put him in a lake um, that connects to a river so he can go up and down. I know it doesn't matter. I know he's gone. But, like, in my head, I'm like, I want to do things properly and not half-ass it. Yeah. But I don't know what kills me. is like I don't know how he would feel about where I put him. I just made the best judgment call I could. That's all you can do. I'm having the memorial and like, you know, a couple of people can't make it. Like he requested like five people that were supposed to be there and like a couple people said they couldn't make it. And I'm like, great. Three out of five. Good job, Aiden. Like you can't even get five people together to celebrate his life. And I'm like, I don't, I just don't know how he, I know it doesn't matter, but I don't know how he you know, feel. feels yeah. about any of this. I could be totally... And how, how does he feel about my, my dating this guy? He, and, uh, I think, personally, that he would want you to be happy. And I think that he would not want you to stress out over his memorial or who you're dating. I think that he would just want you to be healthy and happy and take care of yourself because, you know, that's that's what he did for you. He just wants you to be happy. And I think that it's like we want to honor the people that we lose in the best way that we can. But I truly think if someone loves you, the best way you can honor them is to love yourself. Wow. I wish I could take my own She's advice. so good at advice. She's so good. I have, you know, I had a meltdown during the, around the, around the, you know, ashes spreading part and just, you know, Kate was really helpful through it. Well, I mean, I think that Aiden and I found each other at the right time because we've known each other for years. But it just so happens that, like, we're just very similar in so many ways. And it's so great when you can find a friend that, like, it's not enabling you, but it's like you actually are so much like me that you understand the way I react to things. But, but then also at the same time, you're not afraid to give a little tough love and be like, you're doing too much of this. You shouldn't be doing that. Fuck that guy. Fuck. Like, no. you say things. Like, the shit that you said about Rod Stewart... If you hadn't said all that stuff, in the moment I can be a little defensive and be like, no, he's, no. that." But then when I step back, now there's moments. Like when I talked to him last time and he was like, my sister's going through, but I was like, everything's a drama with you. That's all your life is. That's it's all, all, all about him, right? Drama. Yeah. He's like, you can't, you can't call me because she's a baby. What, didn't he, didn't he, right? <laughs> yes. Wait, who's going to do, oh, come on, who's going to look, who's going to know that? Yeah, I mean, you know, she, that's a yeah, lot. like he was like, I'm visiting my family, so not, you can't call me while I'm there because the baby could be sleeping anytime. I'm like, really? And like really? my uncle's missing or something, some bullshit. Okay, well, anyway, the point is, um, we say each other, things to each other that I think can be helpful and we give each other great advice. And I was thinking the other day, how great would it be if you could just take like even 60% of the advice that you give to your friends and apply it to your own life? I, I fucked shit up with this guy that I was dating, right? But while I was going through the ashes. Yes. Like I was like, I had to spread his ashes. I was going through a bunch of shit and I would have been like, look, you know, be pragmatic, you know? And I, I, you know, I didn't hear from him for like a couple hours, and I was, I just felt like, you know, that feeling of abandoned. I like, I'm, I'm, ab- I'm abandoned all over again. Just like I, Michael, it's so stupid. It's, and then I, I was like, I was like, listen, 
Don. <laughs> we'll call him Don. I was like, listen, Don, I can't do this. I feel like this is not working. And I, and I was psycho. I was, luckily, he was very understanding. But psycho, I like... You weren't psycho. I was psycho. Mm. I think that you have PTSD from losing Michael, post-traumatic stress disorder, which I know nothing about, but it seems logical. I actually need to learn about it because I think I might still have PTSD from my divorce, and like that's the reason why we both like white-knuckle on to people when we think that they're leaving. Oh, my God. I didn't talk about this on here. You guys, this is nuts. So... I got this, okay, so Joey Diaz, the comedian, who probably at least half of you know, and some of my listeners don't, um, he has this friend who came to one of my shows in Connecticut. Now, Joey is like a pot guy. He's very into weed and edibles and everything like that, and I get like anxiety, and I have trouble sleeping at night, and I spin my head. I just think, 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 right? So this girl friend of Joey's came to my show and gave me this spray and it's basically like Banaka, but it has a little bit of um, weed oil in it that you spray in your mouth and it's supposed to help you calm down and sleep. This stuff, what it does to me, it puts me into almost like the um, twilight feeling you get when you get like your wisdom teeth removed at the dentist where you're not completely under you can kind of hear and you know what's happening but you're like you're not awake but you're not fully asleep so when I've been using this I swear to god I feel like I'm hypnotized I've been remembering things in my subconscious from like my childhood that I forgot happened and some of those things I think are directly related to what happened with Rod and what happened with the last guy. And, and my brain must be trying to figure out how it's linked to my childhood. Because I had this memory. This is really personal. I, I'm going to share it. Wow. can't believe I'm doing this sober. I had this memory of my parents split up when I was in fourth grade for good. Got divorced, right? My mom kicked out my dad. I still remember the moment when they had their last fight. It was in a parking lot. We were in a car getting ready to leave for... Indiana for a baton twirling competition. I was a baton twirler. You were a baton twirler? I was a baton twirler. Wow, okay. A, a good one, too. And my mom was like, you're not coming. We're done. Fuck you. To my dad. Not in, I mean, my, they were already separated. My dad was in a separate car, had showed up and wanted to come along. And my mom said no. And I remember it was so traumatic because I wanted my dad to come so bad. I remember sobbing, watching them fight. My, it's okay, I'm fine now. Because I, I, mean, I always remembered that and I processed that. And I remembered the feeling of him leaving. And I finally eventually like worked through that. But then what happened was in this weed spray twilight thing, I remembered that my dad and mom had split up once before like a year before when I was in like second or third grade, that I had blocked out. Mm. I didn't remember. And I, in this weed induced, like whatever hypnosis I was under, I remembered the first time my dad came back. Mm. So like my mom kicked my dad out once before and, and I remembered when he came back and I remembered that feeling of being so elated and being like, oh my God, I can't believe he's back. They're going to stay together. I got to make them stay together. And then that is why I think I always feel like that must be the feeling I'm trying to get back. Is, is that feeling I must have had in that moment when he came back the first time and it felt like everything was right again in the world? And I think that must be why 
I tried so hard to hang on to these guys when clearly, like Rod Stewart clearly is a piece of shit and does not give a fuck about me or my feelings at all and lies and is an addict and has all these issues. And I still somewhere in my mind was like, if I can just make him, if I can just get him to talk to me, if I can just get, and it's, that's what it is. So then once I had that realization, I was like, now if I can just work through that, then maybe I'll stop doing this. But it was the weed spray that got me there. That's what I'm trying to say. I need a weed sponsor on this podcast to send me more spray. I'm running out of spray. Send me more. Do you know the name of the product? Um, not exactly, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out. I'm going to message the girl. Joey sent me her information. But the point is, mm. it's crazy what's buried in your subconscious mind. I think we are on the opposite of the same coin. I think what happens. I think... We both, yeah, you were super excited. Everything was good. And so then you, and then they left. You were really heartbroken. So now, so you, now you go like, oh my God, oh my God, come back. Right. You know, right. that kind of thing. Right. I think I, I have a similar thing. You know, I, there was a lot of like disappointment, like similar childhood kind of stuff. And I go, well, fuck you then. I don't give a shit. And I just block like, oh, really? And so like with, yeah, with Joe, I was like, I don't know if it will work. It's you just like, said his real name. We have to believe his name. <laughs> Does it matter? No one knows who he is. Keep going. Go on. Oh, well, you know. I mean, whatever. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> keep going. Ah! Okay. Uh, uh, I hope he's not listening. No one knows who whatever. he is. Whatever. I mean, that's what happened. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. But, but, Let's you, his but name. you do that. You say, fuck off, block, whatever. But yeah. then you And then I freak out. Back. And I freak out. Well, I have the problem of telling guys. I have a habit of telling guys my weaknesses because in my mind, I think if if I like you and we're going to date or we talk about dating, I will give you the tools to make it work. Meaning that I will say to you something along the lines of like, hey, you know, I'm pretty positive. I'm pretty upbeat. I'm pretty low maintenance. I do have some abandonment issues. So if you ever block me on anything... I'm going to panic. I'm going to have a panic attack. I'm probably going to come back. I'm going to do crazy shit. I'm going to text you from other lines. Say it I'm, like that? I, I don't say it exactly like that, but I How basically, do say it? I more or less say, like, okay, I'll say, um, I'll say, like, uh, I'll bring up a past story. Like, man, you know, everything, it was pretty good, but then, like, I, I get insecure if I don't hear from you for a certain amount of time. Sometimes I overtext. It's my abandonment issues. And if you block me, oh my God, I have like, I'll, I'll get, my anxiety goes insane. And I, I'm, I told Rod. Do you have to say it like that though? Can you just say like, hey, sometimes I overtext and one pet peeve is I don't like it when guys just like ghost and that bothers me. If you left it just there, would, would, would that be effective? I've never had a guy ghost on me. This is the first time oh, in my okay, life. Okay. This is the first time in my life. Yeah. I've had guys block me because I overtext them. And when I overtext guys, this is how it happens. And I know people will understand this. It's like this. It starts because they lie. It only ever, as long as things are good, I'll never overtext you. As long as I feel like we're good. Even if I don't hear from you, even if you forget to answer a text, I won't freak if I think we're fine. I mm -hmm. think we're fine. It's when you do something that I perceive as not okay. Like mm -hmm. I catch you in a lie or maybe, you know, I ask you like, what time do you want to do dinner? And you don't answer for three hours, but you post on Instagram like eight times, something like that, where I go like, um, you're not respecting my time. It's when I feel wronged. 
And then what I'll do is I'll send a follow-up text. And then if they don't answer that, and they, I still see them being active, mm-hmm. that's when I start to over-text. But what I do is I go back and forth in my head. Like, I go, maybe I did something. I always assume it's my fault. Maybe I did something to offend them. Did I not make it clear? Maybe my first text wasn't clear. So then I will, like eventually end up over texting because I try to over explain it or I call because in my mind a phone call clarifies everything yeah. but then you look really crazy if you text a couple times and then you call and then I'll text and go sorry I just called because I thought maybe my text wasn't clear and before I know it I'm like I look like a fucking crazy person and then guys will be like why do you you're spinning why do you panic what but the thing is the only guys that ever don't respond ended up being guys that were hiding things and lying. So in my mind goes to the worst place because every guy I've ever dated that's been an honest, upstanding... So you've always been correct. Yes. I know. So I should trust it. But the point is, no matter how bad they are, a guy could be like a serial killer and I could know it. And I could be like, he's the worst guy ever. So I blow up his phone like, you're a piece of shit. I can't believe you lied to me. I can't believe you killed these women. What is wrong with you? But the minute they block me... I'll be like, oh my God, they blocked me. I got to drive to his house. I won't really drive to his house yet. Not yet. But you get my point. So I think you should change the genre of guys that you're dating completely. The genre? The genre of men that you date. Um, what's a genre? The genre of men that you date. <clears throat> Meaning not show business people? Not show business people. Not business, you know, like like those, you know, those like suit wearing, party going, not those, those guys. You gotta step away from that. Wait date, a of, date an engineer. Date a. Uh, Engineers wear suits? Well, I mean, like. <laughs> But you, you know what I mean? You're not going to, let's, uh, like, uh. I agree with that. You know, like, not so Hollywood. Yeah, I, to- I couldn't agree with you more. Like a guy, like a woodshop guy. So where do we find those guys? And we have to move. No. Can we, you can, can you go on regular dating sites? I and guess, um, That takes so much time. Look, I don't even want to date. Listen, I, if somebody comes along. Yes, I'll you do. Because somebody's going to come along. I know, but I don't really want to. I will tell you this. I will never date a famous person again. And I will never date. Well, famous meaning like uh, talent. I would date like maybe a famous writer or something. But I wouldn't date a famous actor. I don't think you should date anyone famous. Well, I mean, everyone's famous now. No. Well, not everyone, but I mean, like, you can, everyone can be famous. Like, I don't know. Like, it's like, what, what is fame? I mean, what is, <laughs> what is fame? What is fame? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like, what is fame at this point? Like, that's you, like setting, that's like setting up for like, um, a really like, you know, a, a lot of excuses like, oh, like I'm dating, you know, uh, you know, uh, what's a famous guy now? I'm dating, you know, I, I don't know, George Clooney, but... He's not famous, really. You're right. <laughs> but George Clooney's clearly famous and married, by the way. All right, listen. Um, I will make Regular sure guys. Not verified. Not, there you go. Not, not verified. verified. <laughs> all right, Jesus Christ. I feel like this episode was so narcissistic because all I talked about was myself the whole time, again, like usual. Um, I talked about my dead boyfriend. Yeah, you, yeah, you did. Yeah. You talked about your dead boyfriend a little bit, but that's it, really. We didn't. There was something else we were going to talk about. I'm wearing a shirt that says "Kindness is Magic," and I'm not wearing a bra with it, and you can totally see my nipples through it. So I decided that my kindness is my nipples, which means my nipples are magic. I just wanted to be able to say that on the podcast. I'm so glad that your nipples are there. What does that mean? Why would I not have nipples? 
they look a little lopsided. I hope it's the way I'm sitting. Don't you have a joke about that? Yeah, but I mean, I have a joke about my left boob being um, like a runaway. Like I uh-huh. call it Forrest Titiker because it looks like Forrest Whitaker's face, but it's actually only like it used to be, and then I got it fixed, and now they're they're okay. Anyway, okay, I'm, I shouldn't be talking now about I'm my like boobs. I'm like staring at your boobs now. Everyone does when I bring it up so it's fine um i have an idea let's do like three or four fan questions Yay. and then we'll call it an episode all Woo-hoo. right hold on all right so we paused to pull up fan questions um because i wanted to do listener questions with you guys but while we paused and i ate a little pizza um i was texting with this guy that i started telling aiden about just a little bit who um i don't want to say too much about this guy all i'm gonna say is he is a business guy I knew his name because he worked for a pretty large company at one point in time as the CEO. So, like, it's a name you would know, but, well, not regular people would know, but I know because whatever. It doesn't matter. Why don't I say it? Point is, um, I knew his name, and I thought he was cute, and we matched on a dating app, and we've been just talking ever since. But we've both been, he was out of town, and then I was busy, so we haven't hung out yet. We've been oh, you just, haven't met yet? We haven't met face-to-face yet. We've just been talking, right? But what's funny is I posted a tweet um, a little while back of a text that he sent me because I thought it was really funny. So I posted it on Twitter, and in my head I thought, man, I hope this guy doesn't look at my Twitter. (laughs) But then I was like, I guess if he does and he gets mad at me for this, then it probably won't work out because the last guy, you know, Rod, was so fucking mad that I started doing jokes about him. Um, So anyway... Tonight, just now, we paused to um, get these questions, and this guy happened to text me, and he texted me and goes, you fucker, and sent me a link to the tweet that I posted of his text, but then he sent a, a smiley, winky face, and then I wrote back, oh, I was hoping you would never see that, and then he said, I sent a message about you out to 64,000 people on a platform that everyone uses or something like that. <laughs> something like that. Um, he goes, of course I saw it. And then I wrote back, or he said, of course I saw it. Made me smile. That's what he wrote. Mm. And then I said, oh my God, you have no idea how glad I am you said smile. So many guys get mad at me for things like that. You know what he wrote back? Guys get mad at you for anonymously posting their shit. Wow, you must date boys, not men. Oh, that's, that's so, so good. Hot. So good. Hot. That, that was, yeah, good. Yum. Yeah. <laughs> I give him points for that. <laughs> I know. A gay friend approves. <laughs> All right. So um, I want to pull up the fan questions. And then before I even read one, I asked Aiden a question because I've been wanting to ask this. So I want to know. Even though you're a gay man, you're a man. So you can answer from a man's, man's perspective on this. So we were talking about sex when we paused also while I was eating the pizza. Um, and uh, I want to know, so I said sometimes, you know, when you, somebody just fucks you like so right and the sex uh-huh. is so passionate that for a girl, like it makes you catch more feelings than you intend. I always say it's also partly like the sleeping over and the cuddling, whatever. But like definitely that super dirty, hot, like erotic chemistry sex is makes you catch feelings and i want to affect straight guys does it affect straight guys yeah i that's what i'm asking you (laughs) okay wait 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 so whenever you've had the had that happen i've had three guys that i had like just 
and I'm talking about sober, by the way, because there actually, now that I'm thinking about it, there were two guys that I also had like just fucking uh, incredible sex with. But both those times, once I was a little buzzed and once we'd done a little drugs. And so that I don't quite count because the next day I didn't feel connected to them because I feel like there's some level of disconnect when you're not sober. I do, at least. For me, if I'm on like Molly or something, it doesn't feel as emotionally connected. I don't know Mm. why. But when I've had sex like that sober with someone more than once, yes, I've gotten attached. Does that happen to men? Uh, (laughs) You know what? Yeah. Yeah, because, okay, like, there's this guy... Uh, like a while back, like a while back, like oh, uh, yeah. Any, any, yes, yes, it does. Yeah, I think it does. I think it does. But I mean, I don't know. Like, but I, I want to know the answer. Wait, if it, other guys. Have it happened a, with you though that you fucked a guy that you really weren't that that you didn't know that well or weren't that into. Where after one night, Joe. God damn it! It's fine. I can't use his name. What you did now? Well, he no, nobody knows. There's a lot of Joes, okay? Yeah, yeah, it could be Joe anybody. Yeah. Okay, so you so, fucked I mean, a guy. You named know what's Joe. interesting? Because like after the first, I, I don't do this. After the first night, we I, I slept over, and I just uh, I had a feeling about him, and I went up to Seattle, and we were texting back and forth, and I kind of went like. Why isn't Joe texting me more? Really? I mean, because, like, I know it was just crazy, like, you know, it was just one night thing, but there was something about it. And I was like, hmm, I wonder why he's not texting me more. I wonder, I, I want to text him, but I have nothing to say. I'm in Seattle, he's in San Francisco, and I live in L.A., and so I'm not going to see him for, like, a couple months, but I still want, and I kind of thought about that throughout. Interesting. And then it developed more from there. But that's how it initially started. I knew nothing about this man. Nothing. There was no reason for me to catch feelings at all. So it does happen to guys, too. And I wonder if it happened to him because he would text me. We didn't know each other at all, literally. How much did you talk before you fucked? None. Oh, my God. Okay, what? this is what happens. Okay, like, in the gay world, oh, man. In the gay world, literally, when I, when I hook up, this is what happens. Tell it. Like, hey. Tell it. Hey. Hey, I'm Kate. Hey, I'm Aiden. All right, hot. And then we take our clothes off and we start fucking making out. That's that's it. Shut yep. up. Like literally, like, hey, do I check out? Look, 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 I look like my photo. Yeah, you. Yeah, great. All right, let's go. That's how it starts. What if the, what if there's no chemistry? What if the breath is bad? What if uh, you meet them in person? You and can deal with it or leave. But, I, I, but I, I've seen people where I'm like, okay, like, you don't look like your photo. I'm out. See, you know what's weird? And that's so interesting because men, so much is visual. Because for me, part is emotional, clearly. But part is chemistry. Like, there are guys that are very good looking that I think are very hot. And then if I sit down across from them and I don't feel chemistry, I can't. Oh, but Kate, there's a lot of this. A lot of this happens. Okay, so I'll show up, and okay, so I'm about the experience. I'm about the sexual experience. I don't have to date. I don't have to see. It's the guy doesn't have to be the hottest. 
I'm about the experience. Are you with me? Are you present? Are you using your imagination? Are you using your brain? Are we connected on some other level other than just genitalia? I guess right? that's what I mean about chemistry. Maybe. Like just you got to. But this has happened. We'll have great chemistry in bed. Awesome. And then afterwards, they start talking. And I'm like, you're so, why are you so, well, you, I wish you weren't so unpleasant that I could see you again. <laughs> well, not that I could see. No, I just see them for sex. But like a lot of them. Oh, my God. God. Well, I've had the opposite happen where I will go out with a guy a few times and I'll be like, oh my God, I, this guy's really great. We really get along. He's funny. But then when we'll kiss at the end, it just won't be there. And I like want it to be there because I'll be, that's what I'm talking about. Chemistry though, because like, this, like there, there's one guy that's an example. I can't say who he is, but there's an actor and we went out a few times and this guy is handsome, really handsome. I mean, he's a working, leading guy, and he was funny and charming, and I liked him. And every date, at the end of the date, when we make out, it just, I wanted to feel it. I didn't feel it. It just wasn't the chemistry. Something wasn't right. And you know what's weird, actually, also? I need a guy to talk and make sound when we fuck. Of course. Okay, the rod didn't say a word. In fact, at one point I even said... Because he doesn't have the wherewithal to make poetry during sex. <laughs> I think it's because he, he's a sociopath. Because one of the things they said is that sociopaths don't... Sociopaths don't... Um, there's no, like, connection for them between, like, sex... Like, they use sex as part of their... One of their tools in their box to get what they want. But really? Yeah, they said sociopaths actually... People think sociopaths have a really high sexual appetite is what this thing... This I read this PDF no. this chick sent me, but like it actually is not that they have a high sexual appetite. It's that they use sex as one of their t tools and so they'll use it in whichever way makes sense for the person they're with. And this was actually one reason I thought maybe he wasn't a sociopath because... He would have been better at it if he was? Yes. Because I was like, if he was truly a sociopath, he probably, like I told him, like I like guys to like talk dirty and pull my hair a little and whatever. Yeah. And, and so if he really was, wouldn't he have done those things? Like, because at one point I even said, pull my hair. I said it. I go, pull my hair. And I could tell he was kind of like nervous to pull my hair. Like it's not his thing. But he did it. But then afterwards, he was like, that was hot when you told me to pull your hair. But he didn't say anything during. Like, yeah. I've never had a guy be so quiet that, like, you know, I, I say stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course. We all got to say stuff. Got to say stuff. I get insecure if they don't say yeah, anything. Yeah, like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, like, if you're fucking me. But that's what I mean. They're disconnected. They're not there. That's it. They're, like, in their head. That's it. They're so busy in their head that they're not with you. Yep, that's it. I need you to tell me, like, oh, my God, you're pussy, blah, blah, blah. Kate, if I were straight, we could have really good sex. We'd have the best sex. Yeah, we'd have the best sex. <laughs> <laughs> we just high-fived. Okay. Uh. Um, so I was going to pull up uh, fan questions. Wait, but, but here's the thing. I work the other end, though. I work from the other end. I think sex is, so, sex is so important. I think sex is so, so important. I work from the other end. He's got to, we've got to have chemistry. And then you got to be a decent person. I mean, the thing about that, though, is, like, you know, it's weird. Like, with Rod, for instance, which now we can't really use him anymore. But, like, Rod, I thought to myself this. This guy seems to be someone that hasn't experimented sexually as much as I have. So I thought to myself, maybe this could be fun to bring him a little out of his shell. Yeah. Because I liked him and I was attracted to him. See, that's the difference. This is the thing. 
if I can get, I mean, I don't want to be graphic, but like, if you kiss me and I get wet, we have chemistry. I like you and I'm attracted to you. Now, if but that, here's the problem. They got to have the tools, okay? Yes. Like proper tools. Proper tools. I don't mean dick. No. What I mean is like basic from – okay, like you can be inexperienced, but on a basic level, are you here with me? True. Are, if you're not here with me, there's nothing for me to work with. That's it. Well, I mean the thing is like he, he was good at – he understand – female he understood female anatomy meaning like he was good at getting me off in other ways that's different though that's not lasting i i know yeah but what i'm saying is because we had chemistry and because i was aroused you know turned on by him and because he knew how to get me off in my mind i thought oh maybe i can like maybe we can i can get him to come out of his shell a little and do some and he seemed open to it which is why i thought it could be okay if he had seemed like close to it like i would never have a threesome i would never do whatever not that any guy would say i would never have a threesome but you know what i'm saying like he seemed open to it Uh but my point is just i need someone to at least make a little sound because i think that that's not something that you can really teach someone they're either going to make sound and talk and be with you in it like it's primal Uh or they're yes they're in their head then yeah if they're like look you i'm so passionate about this topic like when you have sex, you must be present. Like look, like like just all of you yeah. has to be in it. I agree. Like and these boys, okay. Like there's this culture where like some guys just don't, you know, they they don't like to kiss or they just like to be on their phones during sex, which is weird. Oh my god! I had a guy once text while I was fucking him, and I was what like, a, uh. I said, you better be checking into my pussy on Facebook, or I'm gonna stab you. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm like, whatever you're doing, it's right not now, okay. No. And, and not only is it rude, but it's an indicator of disconnect. One time when I was dating, um, when I was dating another guy, towards the end, I knew that it was the end because. It was the first time ever that, like, we were fucking, and then at one point, like, he was like, I gotta pee, and he got up and went to the bathroom, but he took his phone, and I knew, oh, there's somebody more important than me that he needs to text back, so much so he had to take a break from fucking me to go reply to this message, and in my head in that moment, I was like, this is done. Yeah. I just knew. I'm like, if somebody is not, if somebody is gonna pick up their phone while we're fucking, then then we're not fucking well enough anymore for this to go on. So I'm with you on sex being super important, but I can't fuck them right away off the top. I think straight, uh, you know, it's I mean, different. It's very very different. But you're saying yourself that you caught feelings for a couple guys just from how good the sex was. So it does happen to gay guys too. No, but I mean, like the dating rules, like you can't, you know. I mean, it's very very different. Yeah, I mean, it's really really hard to go. Hey, I'd like to date you long term, but can we fuck real quick and make sure it's good? Although I'm sure plenty of guys would be like, yeah. Okay. That's what I said to Michael on our on our first date. But then a guy would go, oh, you do this with every guy, and then in their head, a straight guy would count. Oh my God, she's probably fucked eight thousand men, and and straight guys, I think most of them care yeah and gay guys like michael was like i'm in i'm at four digits already <laughs> like he wasn't th- he was in the thousands and did i tell you the story he wouldn't sleep with me on the first date michael and so what happened was we went for ramen or something and like i i sat with him just the opposite i was like you're not gonna sleep with me what's your deal what are we doing here 
because on it, and I just put it out there like this because there's nothing delicate about me. I might be Asian, but there's, there's nothing delicate about me at all. So I said, like, what's your deal? Okay, like, here's the deal. Like, I, I'm going to know if we have sexual chemistry or not, like, once we sleep together. And I can't tell this way. So why waste time? We should just find out. And honestly, I don't need any more friends. Imagine if a straight guy tried that line on a chick. Do you think that would That'd be work? terrible, right? If a girl did that, a guy did that. But in the gay world, it, there's, a, there's a certain freedom sure. to... So what happened? Why wouldn't he do it? He... What'd he say? He said... Uh, he, he was like, you know, I'm just so tired of sticking in a cum. Sticking in a cum. That's what he said. That's what he told me. No way. Yeah. And I was like... Because look... Was it true? It's so available. It's available everywhere. I can get it anywhere. God, it must be so cool being a gay guy. Like, every guy listening to the podcast is going to be so jealous, like all the straight guys. I mean, because, like, straight guys just dream of being able to just, like, immediately order pussy like a pizza, and you can do it for free. All the time. Yeah. I mean, girls can, too. We just don't. Yeah. I've never in my entire life ordered a guy off a dating app and fucked him. Really? Not in my life. No. I have one time kind of done it off Twitter. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) But, I mean, even that wasn't planning. I wasn't planning to fuck this person. I was just like, I'm bored. I'm in this city. He's really hot. It'd be fun to meet him. I'll get a drink with him. And then it turned into we had sex. Yeah. But it wasn't the plan. And we still hung out for an hour or two talking before. And, you know, so it was still not like I ordered him, like, to fuck. But I was in an eight-year relationship the first time. And then I was in a five-year relationship with Michael, which what didn't end technically because we broke up or anything. Right? Right. And both those guys, I got off a hookup site because we were just going to hook up. And then it turned into more. That happens a lot. Yeah. And yeah. it's... And I think that's a great organic thing. I do too. Yeah. Bravo. High five again. All right, listen. So I apologize that I didn't do fan Q&A, but you know what? I'll do another podcast this week. I'll put up two this week. I'll do like a shorty, like half hour where we'll do fan Q&A. So I'm going to post on my Instagram story for you guys to send me questions, or you can send them to datefailspod at gmail.com. Also, you guys have been sending in some really great date fails stories. So one of these episodes, I'm going to like read some of your date fails stories because some of them are really, really funny. So thank you guys for sending those. I do read your emails. If I don't reply, it's not because I didn't read it. I read every email in that inbox, datefailspod at gmail.com. It's just sometimes I get busy and I can't hit everybody back. But thank you for doing that. Follow Aiden at Aiden Park Show. And uh, I'll post our selfie up so that you guys can see him. I'll tag him in that. And I'm going to post a video of this episode on YouTube as well. And what else? I will be in Niagara Falls next weekend, September 27th to the 29th at the Corner Comedy Club. So come and see me in Niagara Falls. I'm so excited. Those are going to be like the funnest shows. Um, Where are you going to be? Anything they can check out? You know what? I'm going to do... I'm doing Fresno... What? Wait, no, I'm doing Vegas first. I'm, do- I'm traveling with this uh, freak show show. Oh, cool. Yeah. That'll be so, fun. So uh, it's like, you know, where they have like sideshow acts and stuff. And uh, that's going to be the second weekend of October. And then the last weekend of October, I'm going to be in Fresno. Oh, cool. So, so you guys yeah. follow Aiden. Yeah, and sure. we're going to be on a show together, Kate. We are? October 30th at the Hollywood Laugh Factory. Yeah, that's true. I will be there. I can't wait. Um, you guys... I love you. This has been Date Fails. 
Um, thank you for all your support and for listening always. And I promise that in the next episode, there will be no talk of Rod Stewart because he is dead to me. Dead to me. Dead. I hope he's not really dead though. God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I hope he's okay. See, I care a little. (laughs) All right. Love you guys. Bye.